I wake up every single day, I am who I say I am. And I get what I get because I live in Beast Stop being gazelles. You're not average. You're not even good. You were born to be great. What's going on, world? Welcome to another edition of the Secret to Success podcast. I'm your host, CJ. Joined, as always, by the Bayesian sensation, Woo-woo. Mr. Carl Phillips. Live and direct. Eric Douglas, Thomas, Let's fresh off the plane from uh, Portland. Portland, Oregon. Here. And, uh, and, and our brother who, who makes a, uh, an appearance every once a month, I'd say, on the podcast, Mr. Josh Hatch, what's going on? Yeah, thank you for having me back. Appreciate you joining us, man. We are excited because this is, for the first time ever, we're doing this in front of a live studio audience. Woo-woo. So give me some of And so that, you know what that means. Like, if you ever watch Cheers or like one of those shows, like they say, this is filmed in front of a live studio <laughs> audience. And so, even if we say something that's not funny, you gotta laugh. <laughs> Clap even when the point's not deep. You know, just so it sounds good for the camera. So for those of you listening, we are in the room with our Game Changers. Uh, We have a speaker training program. I know we don't talk a lot about it on the podcast, but some of you have heard us mention it. And these individuals are, you know, Game Changers. They're the next leaders uh, of this country. They're speaking on all different topics, uh, ranging from motivation to corporate training to, you know, school and education to coaching, just a, a ton of stuff. And I don't know about you guys, but... I was actually, and I, I'm not saying I had low expectations for what they were going to do yesterday, <laughs> um, but I wasn't not quite so sure. High. Yeah. Not so high. Yeah, no, I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to have, you know, you kind of, you know, uh, lower your expectations so you're pleasantly surprised. And coaches, man. that was a stab at the coach. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was a stab at the coaches. No, I got in the car yesterday, and my wife was like. They were phenomenal, and mm-hmm. I was like, I just shook my head, and I was like, absolutely, mm-hmm. like. There was so much energy in the room. And, and trust me, you guys came up here and did an amazing job under hard circumstances, yeah, yeah. right? Some of you were speaking to yeah. your audience and who you wanted your audience to be, but we didn't look like your audience. And you still did a fantastic job. Some of you had slides, but the slides weren't working, mm-hmm. and you still just powered through. And so. And you had Simon Cowell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I wore a pink shirt yesterday. Today I got on the black. This is straight gorilla mode. I'm not playing. <laughs> You guys can be in a little Welcome bit Welcome to my world. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, no, we're going serious today, but um, yeah, just thank you again, you know, all of you for being here and just um, sharing this time with us, especially, you know, this place is obviously special to us. Mm-hmm. We're on the this campus world. of Michigan State University, and that's big time. So um, let's get into the show. E, you had a fair file that you wanted to run past me. I, I'm not sure what it was. Uh-oh. You fair said I got him, but E called me this morning. I was like, I got one. Shut up. Yeah, fair file. <laughs> I didn't say shut up. That's gorilla talk. <laughs> <laughs> That's not flamingo talk, okay? Flamingos don't say shut up, all right? Uh, I, I do, though, real quick. C said something that, like, for, I was like, wow. Like, I know it, but, I, you know, he said it. You guys will be, you know, the leadership of this country. You know, and that's unbelievable that, like, for real, you should give yourself a hand. That's, that's, that's me. You know, um, and, and I, I just want to paint the picture for you. Outside of uh, number 45, all the other presidents, you know, followed a certain, you know, feeder path, right? And so there were certain universities that they went through. There were certain degrees specifically, certain organizations that they were a part of before uh, becoming the leader of, you know, the free world. So when C said it, I thought about you guys, like, yo, this is the feeder program. And to believe 10, 20 years from now that 
that what is going to take over the world, you guys will be able to say you were among the first that participated in that. That is, that's huge, right? And, and because I've been with these guys and I see what happens 10 years later, I'm kind of like, whoa, <laughs> like, you just, like you're starting that journey, right? And this is a phenomenal group. We just had somewhat on the mastermind call, um, somewhat of a, you know, emergency because it was that person's emergency, right? And you got, man, this crew, this crew is so strong. Brandon has been with us for a minute. Brandon actually, because he knows that I was on in and out, not only did he send me the kid's number, Brandon actually recorded the kid's conversation and sent it to me. So before I call the kid, I can go back over. That's, that's, the, that's the level we're at. He actually sends me the conversation so I can listen to it. So when I call tomorrow, it's not like I missed anything. So guys, this is, of course, your leaders. You know, um, you got, this is on another level. So I can't wait. Well, I can't wait because that'll make me 56. So I can't wait, <laughs> you know. But I'm excited about what's going to happen for, um, for, for you guys. Well, uh, fair file. Now, look, it, it hurts me to even go here as a flamingo. You know, it really hurts me. But should kids be allowed in first class? Mm. That's the fair file. Should kids be allowed to see? And why? 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 Oh, Bring it up. Right, right. What's, oh, what's happening? And I'm for real. I felt bougie saying it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm, saying? I'm like, no kids in first class. Well, um, what's considered a kid? Uh, if you crying. All right. There you go. All right. Got it. Got it. There's some grown folks that might not be in first class then. And again, like, I don't want to stir up no mess because my children are 21 and 18. But it just seemed like. This is the era of negotiation. Mm. So little mama was crying, and it was no it was no spanking. They were negotiating for an hour and a half, two hours. And I'm like, I ain't trying to get into your parenting, but now it's starting to affect the whole first class. She running around. They grabbing her, trying to put her in the seat. She's like, no, I don't want to go in the seat. Ah! And I'm like. If you don't want to do it, I'm cool with it. But let me take her in the bathroom and that that tat out. And I guarantee you, when I finish with her, she going to sleep. I guarantee you, she won't be up. Morning. Yeah, I'm, 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 and so I'm not trying to be funny, but let me paint the picture. You know, of course, and I'm not. You know, trying to. This is you know, a child abuse problem. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm not trying to be disrespectful. Yeah. I'm not trying child to be disrespectful. But of course, because like our schedule, we did a red eye. This is an 11:50 flight. Mm. This is not during the day. Mm. I, I intentionally did a red eye because everybody's supposed to be asleep, right? <laughs> this is a red eye. And Didi had been up, unfortunately, because you know we did the engagement that night. We had to check out the hotel. So this was one of those days that's a longer day for Didi. And so it was like, okay, if I can get her on the flight, we can get her some sleep. She can get home, get some rest, go to church. She wanted to be here, you know, yesterday. So, so I had it all planned out, right? We fed her before, waited for the vegetarian restaurant, vegan restaurant open, took her at 1030, got her a meal, went back at seven and got her a meal. Went to Jalen's hotel, she took a shower, right? I had the whole day planned. Right? We get on the plane, I see little mama come on. I'm like, oh. I'm like, which, what kind do we have here? Right? Do we got going to sleep little mama or we got fussing little mama? And so she was crying. Nobody was tripping in the beginning. We, had, we, we didn't that take off. She tired herself out. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, everybody was like, it's gonna, by the time we get up, 
We good. The engines make a lot of noise, she'll be sleeping. I promise you, it's the new generation. I'm not mad at her. But they started her with her own little iPad and mm. the, whatever. She threw those off, <laughs> threw the joint on the ground. I'm like, okay, all right. I know they got something else up their trick. It's the, it's, it's the new generation. They got another toy for her, right? She's screaming and hollering, throw it on the ground. At that point, the throwdown, I was like, something should be done right now. <laughs> we, should, we should be negotiating Wait, at this point. Are they behind you or in front They of you? went right across. Oh, like, they oh, right so there. I'm right there. Oh, were you on the edge or you was on the window? I was on the edge. Diddy stays on the window for that right there. Oh. So Diddy had a so little noise. you really could have just reached yeah. over. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, had, I had him. Okay. I had the noise. Did you volunteer your services? <laughs> Free of charge. This is what I said. This is how I tried to set it up. He had Chipotle, so I tried to call, start a conversation. <laughs> I said, you, mutual ground. Yeah, yeah, I said, did you buy that here? I didn't see a Chipotle. He's like, no, I brought it in. I'm like, oh, how old is your daughter? <laughs> we were drinking. I wanted to know how old is little mama. Uh, 13. Yeah, she, was, she was two. She was two. So that she threw the iPad down. Her, boom, she didn't want that. Mm -hmm. So he was, I, and I love it because I love the negotiation, but you can see the embarrassment setting in. Right, right, right. It was like he didn't want to be there anymore. So, so <laughs> now mom, she's a- Was the mom there? Mom, the mom, you know, mom had to try to, mom was the one trying to make it all happen. But they had two seats or three? Two. And so yeah. she was she in lap. She yeah. in lap. Two, you're supposed to buy another ticket. So but, you yeah. could have been a snitch. I, I, I didn't want to go there. Yeah. I think she needs a, yeah. a, a, her own ticket. Yeah. You would have said 18 months, right? No, no, no. Two yet, yeah. trust me. When Trey hit two, Doug, yep. you got a whole. But I'm saying he probably would have said. And, and Delta's so smooth, they make you put in their information when they're four. Right. Yeah. So, you know, we was thinking about yeah. doing that. Like, Trey talked, right. too. Like, yeah, right. he's one and a half. Right, right, you know right, what right. Saying? And Trey was talking real good, right. so it yeah. might not have worked. But Delta was like, they said, oh, Trey would have said he was too. Yeah, when we yeah. booked the flight for him automatically, yeah. they were like, oh, okay, mm -hmm. hey, Trey, how are you too now, right? Yeah. Yep, going to run that whole thing. <laughs> and it's not like a discounted joint. It's like no, no, a full price ticket. Full, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. So, so they go with the, um, so you know how they, now they got the, you know, the screen. We had the screens. Yeah. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, so they yeah. let her go with the oh. screens, mm -hmm. and that didn't do it. Mm. <laughs> right? And I'm telling you, an hour and a half, mm. little mama did her thing, and the father, they was going back and forth. The mother couldn't, he was like, give it to me. And she was, no, that, that, that. Oh, so, <laughs> yeah. was that a right? Yeah, oh, she was like, just, <laughs> I, I, I hit my man. And I'm talking about, you could see he turned red. Wow. And they were going back and forth. And at that point, you know, D was in and out, in and out. So by the time we landed, she was exhausted. Mm -hmm, so it's yeah. an hour, you know, 15 minute ride home. Yeah. She did a nap um, when she tried to sleep. And it, it was so funny, Carrie, uh, Candace, she called me later and she's like, who are those two women? I, did I hear two women in my house? And I was like, yeah, you did. She's like, I was asleep, but I think I heard. I was like, that was Candace, and you wouldn't get up, so I didn't bother you. Candace, went, I, I was like, Candace wanted to say hi. You was rude. You was asleep. You should have got up. And so then she said, as soon as she got to sleep, her mom knocks on the door with guests. And she was just like, I'm, she's like, I wanted to be at the conference, but she said, yep, I got a lot of rest, so I'll be there today. We about to get into it. I'm on my way out. She's like, all right, I'm going with you. I'm like, I'm leaving at 15. Can you get dressed in 15 minutes? <laughs> she was like, but you didn't tell me I threw Carl under the bus. She said, you didn't tell me you had a podcast at 8.30. I was like, Carl called me at 7.45. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I put Carl under right the bus. Verify lying to your wife. I didn't actually lie. This is Carl, a confession. Hey, this is Carl, a confession. Carl did call me at 7.45 and tell me. What I didn't tell her was, I probably should have known the day before <laughs> what time it was. So I'm just saying, I'm, I'm not against babies. But if, you're, if, if you can't control your child, well, I don't think they should be in first class. Here's my problem. Now, your kid's grown. 
Yeah. Right? Now, we got younger kids. Josh kids in, like, right in the middle. Yeah. But yeah, I got younger kids. Yeah. And so sometimes, man, it, they, they might have been, they're going back to the East Coast, so the little mama might have been off of her schedule. There's some things going on. So with that said, you saying fair foul, it's absolutely foul to have your kids in first class because yeah. Trey will tear that <laughs> joint up. And you pay a certain amount that, that's what I, for right, a certain yeah. luxury. Right, right, right. That's what it's for. Yeah. Now, with that being said, if you're a baller and you got enough room to, you know, money to fly your kids first class, what do you do? Because you like, look, I'm, I'm not trying to be, I'm not trying to be <laughs> in coach with little mama cutting yeah. up. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, that, there's only one thing worse than your kid cutting up, cutting up and coach, right? You buy, <laughs> yeah, that, that's how that get even worse. Because now I'm tight, my knees hitting, and it's like we about the whole family going crazy, right? At least up there, just little mama wilding, so. But I'm saying um, maybe if you'd have got the three seats, you could have put little mama in there. Here's the my only problem. If you go, and this is, if, my veteran podcast listeners, if you're gonna respect the etiquette of first class, you shouldn't have blew it out with that chicken uh, uh, Mediterranean boy. He opened up a chicken. I'm talking about it was like that only last thirty minutes. It was minutes. like no, it was, no, no. He, look, we went to we were in New York. He got some chicken curry at about two o'clock in the afternoon. Our flight was at eight. We jump on the plane. I'm like, E, don't do it. He got in the styrofoam. It's like triple bad. He like, see, I'm starving, bro. He was like, is it a meal on this? And they was like, nope, just crackers. And his, there he is was a like, meal. There gonna be a meal. <laughs> Yo, E, I'm talking about E cracked and tried to get like three bites real the quick. Back the glowing. whole plane just lit up. So I'm saying, if you're gonna be consistent, be consistent, bro. But I'm just saying, you act like. People don't sneak fart on that joint in first class. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, let's end the segment. Let's end the segment, like, end the segment right now. Everybody like, end the segment. Yeah. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I'm just telling you, if you're going on the, the international flight. The key is you got to look around, though. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, for those of you who have not got an international flight oh. yet, know when you fly internationally, just oh. know that it's going to be blue out. The whole plane is <laughs> going to be blue out. Yeah. Oh, man. Stuff you don't know about flying internationally. This is fair. Fair or foul. Fair or foul. Let's get back. Let's get back to the podcast. I'm sorry. To our regularly scheduled program. Right. Today, we got a special podcast because. I'm not even going to let him talk about it, y'all. I'm going to take over today. So today, yeah. Hey, and I almost blew it. I almost blew it probably about two or three weeks ago, right? So CJ has been in the lab. We always use that analogy. He's created something else. And you guys are going to see it first today. I'm, Josh, reach under the table for me. It'll look more dramatic. You're taller. Uh, uh. Reach under the table. Some of you have seen it before. But we have. That's my first time. Let me hold it. Let me our hold our let me very it. own, our very own kids. Wow. First kids product. First legitimate ETA kids product. Right, let's set it up there. Yeah. And CJ, I just want you to literally walk us through the process. First start of why. Yeah, so. It's wow. simple. Um, so when we had Avery, because Candace always used to take nighttime routine. I did the morning with Trey. She would do the night. And so he read most of his books at night. So I would read them throughout the day, but like not a lot. And Candace was always reading them to him at night. And so Avery was born, and it like switched everything up. So I was doing like morning and night because she was with Avery. And so every night he would want to read these books. And I sat there reading these books, right? And every time, I'm going to just be real. Every time I would finish reading it, I would be like, that was terrible. <laughs> like, like, just wasn't a good book. And I, every time I do like this, flip it over and like, we paid for this? Like, you know, it's got the price right there. I'm like, we paid for this? And it just wasn't a good book. So I kept telling Candace, I'm like, 
I'm not going to keep doing these nighttime routines, reading these terrible books. We're going to have to find something else to do. And she was like, well, if you don't like it, write your own. Mm. Thank you, Candace. And I was like, thank you. I was like, okay. And so the next morning I got up. Um, I can't remember her, uh, her brother, uh, Kel, our little brother was there. And she went out with uh, Avery. Trey was asleep, I think. And I was like, all right, cool, let me write the book. So I wrote the book. And um, that was like kind of like why, you know, initially mm -hmm. it came to fruition. And then obviously once I got into it, you know, there was, you know, other stuff with it. So. So, so for our listeners, the book is called My Secret Superpower. And at the bottom, it's just Trey's Jungle Adventure by Carlos yep. Quinney. So yep. there's, there's a lot in there. So I want yeah. you to just explain to me the title. So it's funny. to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah 100%. So when I wrote it, um, what's your superpower? And I guess I can kind of like just go through the book. I'm not going to read it to you guys, but you'll understand the gist. Um, Trey basically is uh, coming home from school and he tells me, hey, Dad, did I tell you I got lost in the jungle today? And I'm like, no, you didn't tell me. He's like, well, you, you want to hear about the story? And I'm like, of course. And so he says, man, I got lost. He, so he starts telling it from first person and he's going through the jungle and he runs into Riley the rabbit. And he's like, Riley the rabbit, I got lost in this big jungle. Can you help me get home? And Riley the rabbit looks at him and goes, sorry, Trey, I'm too small. There's no way I can help you get home. And Trey was like, well, you're small, but you could jump real high. Can you jump over these bushes and see if you can see my house? He was like, you're right. So he jumps up in the air. He's like, Trey, I didn't see your house. But good, good news is I saw Gary, Gary the gorilla. Maybe he can help. Me. So Trey's like, hey, Gary the gorilla, how you doing? Can you help me find my house? And Gary goes, man, I'm sorry, bro. Too big. And Trey's like, oh, you're big, but you're strong. Can you knock down these bushes that are in the way? Maybe we can find my house. And he goes, you're right, I am strong. Gary knocks down the bushes. They come across Cody the crocodile. And Cody's in the swamp, chilling, doing his thing. And Trey's like, hey, Cody, can you help us get across? And Cody's like, man, I got these real small arms. My eyes aren't that good. I could never help you find your way to your house. And Trey goes, it's all good. You got small arms, but you can swim real good. You think you can give us a ride across this lake? They run into Jenny the giraffe, who of course is too tall, but she can see high. They run into Benny the bear, who's too clumsy. They run into Bella the bluebird, who's too little and can't help, but she can fly real high. Um, eventually, they all use all their own superpowers to help Trey find his way home. And at the end, he turns to him and says, you know, never be afraid to use your superpower. You all are uniquely gifted. And Trey teaches that lesson to them um, and basically turns what's their insecurity into their superpower. And so I wanted to write that for my son because, you know, especially being a black male growing up in the States, you know, there's so much pressure to be an athlete. Like even now, my son is, you know, this tall and people will see him and go, oh, what sport does he play? And I'm like, yo, what if he wants to be an artist? Like, what if he wants to play the piano? Like, like there could be a million different things that he could want to do, but because of what you see, and you know, he's a big kid, and I played ball, my dad played ball, his uncles, everybody. And I just wanted my son to feel like whatever I want to do in, in life, I want to embrace that, whatever my true gift is. And so it was funny because when I finished, when I finished writing it, like, kind of like the three little pigs, I read it again and I was like, whoa, this ain't for kids. And I thought about some of the entrepreneurs in this room and I thought about some other people. And honestly, I was like, wow, that's grown people, right? Like, like I, you got into network marketing because your friend made a lot of money and you didn't make 50 cents in network marketing and you felt bad and you let it hurt your self-esteem like there was something wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with you. That wasn't your superpower. And so even for us as adults, I, went, I got through with this and I was like, I hope adults buy the book because that is a problem with not only kids, but everybody, right? We all look at the grass being greener. And I've never said this before, like publicly. I might have told E one time, but when we first kind of like started in the game and started getting some popularity, 
um, there was a like kind of like a business motivational guy who was like, I, I was watching this stuff. You guys know I watch everything. And he was like, you know, you need to quit listening to these fake motivational speakers who are trying to tell you how to be successful. And they never ran a business a day in their life. And I remember thinking, like, for one minute, like, yo, he's talking to us. You know, because we haven't ran this big Fortune 500. I've shared this with Josh. We hadn't run this big Fortune 500, right? And I was like, dang, I was like, man, people are gonna think we're a scam, or people are gonna think this isn't real, or, you know, E's never been some giant CEO who can tell you how to make millions of dollars, right? And I had this feeling on me for probably like two, three days. And I remember, I was still answering all the emails and everything at that moment. And I opened up the email and there was a lady in like the UK who said she um, had cancer and was going through chemotherapy and had been using E's videos and had beat cancer. And it like slapped me in the face and I wanted to call E and apologize at that very moment for not, for not embracing the fact that, yo, he is the best in the world and he's helping people do things that they never thought they could do. And here I am being shallow, worried about some dude who thinks maybe we didn't have enough business success to be talking to people or to be inspiring people and things of that nature and ease helping people get over cancer. So I want to publicly apologize for ever even having that thought in my head about you because the work you do is a superpower like none other. And so when I wrote this book, it was it not only affected me, you know, I read it to my, my son. You know, I hope people, you know, around the country get it and have it for their families because it really does just symbolize taking those insecurities and turning those into a superpower. So long story short. You good. I, I just want to know real quick. It's Candace. He don't usually yeah. get this deep, y'all. Yeah. Yeah. It's Candace. Yeah, she here. Yeah. And, and I just want to ask the question because yeah. I do know you. Yeah. I know Candace, of course. She is truly a Detroit you know, yes. uh, born and raised product. Indeed. Uh, what did she say to you after you wrote the book? <laughs> you know what? You, you know what? Usually, you know, usually, you know, my wife, my wife is not the, I'm just going to co-sign everything you do. That's not her swag. But when I read it to her, it was, she was like genuinely proud. She was like, wow. Like she was like always on me about like, all right, let's get it drawn. Um, for those of you who can see the book, I mean, it is, just immaculate. Um, I found a young lady. I'll be honest, what happened, guys, and you talk about setbacks, um, I, I had the book and I wanted to, um, you know, get it illustrated. And I wanted it to be like a beautiful illustration, right? Because, you know, I believed in the concept so hard. And what happened was um, I, I went on Fiverr, right? No disrespect to Fiverr, but I went on there and I was like, somebody was like, I, you know, you put your project on there and the guy was like, I can draw for $600. And I was like, oh, great. Right, so I put it up there and we got it back. And my wife, this time, she didn't co-sign it. She was like, you will not have my baby looking like that. <laughs> so, and Trey was looking crazy. So basically what he did, guys, was he drew um, the, all the characters and he just put them in different backgrounds with the exact same expression on every page. And I was like, <sighs> So then I literally, I was so frustrated because I was excited, you know, you're ready to get it back. I told them, I'm taking tomorrow off and I'm going to find an illustrator. Yeah. And I literally- yeah. Note that, note I that. Spent, yep. Say that again, note yeah. that. No, no, no. Yeah. Write that down. I, yeah. I, I, I literally, yeah. Carl knows, mm -hmm. I was calling day Carl. Yeah. I took the day off yeah. and, and probably spent eight to nine hours looking for an illustrator. Hmm. I didn't find one. I, I left a couple messages. A young lady calls me back with the sweetest voice, probably eight or nine o'clock. She's got a little bit of an accent. 
and her name's Sheila. And she was like, oh, I, I just fell in love with your book. I'm like, yeah, you're saying that because you want the business, whatever. <laughs> um, she was like, I fell in love with the book. It's amazing. I'd love to be, you know, the one who illustrates it for you. And she was like, I'm in the Philippines. And so I was like, hey, you know, I went, I couldn't even remember. I had called so many illustrators, looked at so many things, couldn't even remember what her work looked like. And so I was like, what's your website? And I went on her site and I was like, oh, I really did like that, you know, or whatever. And the next day she sent, I sent, or I sent her a picture of myself uh, Trey, and she sent me back the next day a drawing of both of us, and I was like, boom, that's it. And um, it took her, you know, maybe a month to illustrate it, and we got it done and put together. I think one of the things, you know, when you talk about legacy, one of the things that I'm most proud of about the book, though, is um, on the bottom here, it says, written by Carlos Quinney. Now, if anybody knows me, I go by CJ because I'm really Carlos Quinney Jr., right? And my dad is Carlos Quinney Sr., and my son is Carlos Quinney III. So when I wrote the book, Cantus helped me put it together, and he was like, I said, put Carlos Quinney on it. And he said, well, no, you mean Carlos Quinney Jr. And I said, no, 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 put Carlos Quinney on it. Because 100 years from now, I don't want them to know it was me who wrote it. I want them to know it came from the legacy. And I'm so grateful. Um, Let's check the back page out. You know, my pops, me, um, Trey, and, you know, I'm, I'm so grateful, you know, and I wanted, the, I wanted the Carlos Quinney, and I said, Trey got a lot of pressure to have a son now, right? <laughs> and so, um, but I wanted to keep, you know, that legacy, that name alive, it means a lot to me. Like, my wife knew when Trey was born, it was no question that we were going to name him after me, and not just because I had this big ego, but out of respect to my father. Who, you know, I say it all the time, I had the greatest dad in the world. My, people always say, my dad never missed a game, my dad never missed a practice. You know, and so that's how much, you know, I wanted to honor him with what we do. So I was like, yo, I need, you know, just Carlos Quinney. Don't put Junior on it. You know, put us all in, you know, the back of the book. And so it just means a lot to me to have this project. And then you guys will see, I should have brought the other one. But initially, I titled the book My Secret Superpower. And this is some entrepreneurial stuff for you guys now, right? Um, when I initially titled the book, it was My Secret Superpower. And then um, I said to Kansas, I said, you know what? That doesn't leave room for the sequel. next installment, the uh -huh. sequel, right? So I said, let's call it My Secret Superpower, but let's subtitle it Trey's Jungle Adventure, and now My Secret Superpower is the franchise, and the next one could be Trey Goes to Got New it. York, Got Trey it. Goes to the Eiffel Tower. And so, um, and so for my entrepreneurs, and I'll shut up, for my entrepreneurs and, and just you all in this room, um, you all, for real, are uniquely gifted, and it's time for you guys to start producing, right? We consume at a high level. Like, that, that's what, like, society teaches us, to just consume everything, right? We see all the latest movies. We see all the, play all the latest video games. We hear all the music. We hear everything. But at the end of the day, the people who produce are the people who are in, uh, end up in charge, and the people who consume are the people who end up working for the people who produce. And so I was reading this, and I thought to myself, you're always talking about being a producer, producing content. You know, we got the Netflix stuff. We got all kind of stuff going on, podcasts and just everything we give out. But yet here you are, your most valuable commodity in this world, your son, and you're consuming books with him every night. Doggone it, write a book and put him in the book and let him know that he's a producer. So. Hey. Hey. So when I first got the book, he sent it as a, just a Word document. And I took that Word document, yeah. put it on my phone, and I started reading it to my kids. They asked for it every single night for over a month. 
I had to like phase them off of it. I'm like, okay, I'm about tired of Jeannie the giraffe and Cody the crocodile. Like literally, Jordan yeah. can tell you right now, he can name every character in order that they appear in the book. We read it that often. So when I tell you it's deep for kids, but then, I don't know if you remember, our iceberg is melting. You remember that book with oh, the no penguins? Question. No question. When he first sent the manuscript, I was like, okay, I don't understand how he did this, but it hits both kids. And like he said, this hits the workforce so strong. Yeah. Because each character in there, it, it represents somebody. You yeah. know what I mean? You're not being able to see yourself for who you really are. Or you're looking through the eyes of other people or it's other, life. you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And, so, and, yeah. And, those, and those of you who were at P7D, which is a lot of you, you know, we went through the animals and the characteristics oh. and what makes, he embraces the fact that he's a flamingo. Oh. Right? And we, like I said, we all can get caught. Um, Josh and jump in here looking at, you know, other people's stuff, right? The grass is always greener, right? You look at some, man, I wish I had his charisma. I wish I had her looks. I wish I had, no, what, you're, what, what you have is your unique gift and your own your unique superpower. superpower. But as humans, especially in the Instagram generation and stuff like that, yo, know, you can look at people and go, wow, I want that. But what you don't understand is when somebody posts, posts something on Instagram, I was at the conference the other day, Gary Vee was like, yo, this is a highlight reel of their life. You are looking at the highlight of their life. Nobody posts a picture after they lose their job. Like, at the crib, just lost the gig. You know what I'm saying? Like, for real, nobody does that, right? Like, we, they take, and, and so we look at that, and then we envy what's not real, you know? So embrace your own secret superpower. And the reason I wanted Josh up here today is because, um, honestly, when I look at Josh, you know, and he has, obviously, Huddy and Bear, his kids, man, if you don't know Josh's kids, like, seriously, all of us should aspire to have children like his. Um, but just great kids, just genuine kids. And his son, Huddy, has a unique gift with golf. If anybody's been following, you know that he just won a huge state tournament. Um, it beat like every eight-year-old in the country. He's just got invited to like a 14 and under golf tournament. Just beat a 15-year-old the other day and would be competing for the national championship. And I was asking Josh, I was like, man, you know, how much pressure is that? Like, do you, you know what I mean? Like, he's eight years old. This kid is eight. Like, I'm trying to think of what I was doing at eight. Like, are you kidding me? I was, like, still dipping my finger in Kool-Aid, like, you know? And, and he's out here playing in, like, national golf tournaments. Like, with, like in four, like, like, Josh was texting me. They were in the fourth sudden death. And Huddy beat my man in four sudden deaths. I'm like, I'm about to have a heart attack with Josh just texting me. This kid's eight years old and he's out there playing. But the one thing I love about Josh is he didn't force him into golf. He let him find his superpower. He put, and, and Josh, I'll let you take it from there, but how important was that for you to let your own child discover his superpower? And Josh said something so deep, and I, I, I won't, don't want to steal his thunder. He said, I'll never put pressure on him to play golf. He said, because he can't win anything right now. But if I put too much pressure on him, he could lose everything. And so. Yeah, yeah, yeah thank you for that. Um, you know, I have a, a simple philosophy when it comes to my kids. Uh, Bear and Hudson both have different superpowers. Hudson's are, well, Berkeley's a good athlete herself, but mm -hmm. they're very different kids. So, so while Hudson, if he stays on this path, maybe I'll do some things athletically, Berkeley may change the world. Mm -hmm. So very different superpowers um, and, and um, just, just great kids. We're very, very blessed. But I have a simple philosophy when it comes to sports and kids, see, and it's, it's that at eight years old, the only thing you can do is lose it. Mm -hmm. That's it. The only thing you can do is lose it. As a parent, you can lose the love. You can, you can have them lose the love of what they are enjoying by the pressure. Mm -hmm. But I don't know any scholarships that are given out to eight-year-olds. I don't know any PGA Tour cards that are given out to eight-year-olds. Mm -hmm. And my job as a parent is actually pretty simple. It is to expose them to as much as I can, what they decide to get into, to nurture that and nourish it. And then when they start to get singular focused, 
to love on them hard mm -hmm. and give them every opportunity to succeed. And here's a key part with kids and parents. Without being so emotionally and financially vested that if they change their mind, it crushes you. Mm -hmm. Hudson's eight. He may want to play Legos by nine. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, but right now we're going for a fun little ride and I'm watching this little eight-year-old that every one of these little accomplishments, he's actually starting to understand what he's doing. Mm -hmm. For the first time, he's actually understanding that he's pretty good at this game. And so I'm watching him do things that I didn't even know he could do. Look, guys, we're in this playoff and he's walking up and he just ripping shots, just ripping shots down the middle. Didn't miss a single shot in this playoff. Now, if you're not a golfer, the more pressure, it's like anything, usually you get thrown off, right? Like any sport. I'm standing on the side, he's dying. My knees are. <laughs> <laughs> but he's looking at me. I'm... <laughs> just, <laughs> Relax, Dad, I got it. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, just, um, and I'm watching this kid, and I'm going, this is a great life skill. I wasn't proud of the golf. Yeah. I yeah. was proud that he handled some pressure. Mm. And, and was great. And, I, and before we went to this playoff, I just grabbed him on the side and I said, look, son, we have two rules right now. One, we're going to go try hard. And two, the only thing I want you to worry about is having fun. I am so proud of you for ever, even getting to this tournament. Mm -hmm. And he went out and took care of the rest. And, um, you know, I, I believe that. And I read actually a, a Harvard study, see, where they talked about these, these crazy sports parents. No, mm -hmm. that's not where we're going. And you run into them on the golf course. Oh, all the time. <laughs> all the time. I got, so here's something. I got followed out to the car after the tournament by the tournament director. She said, Mr. Hatch, can I talk to you? And I said, yeah, I didn't know what she was going to say. The award ceremony was done. She said, I just want to thank you. All the parents and all the kids said how great you were to them. And I thought, who's not great right. to an eight-year-old? Yeah. Like, that's not special. <laughs> <laughs> like, thank you, but who's not great to an eight-year-old? Who's not nice to other parents? Right. Like, it wasn't anything that we were doing, but you're right. But I read this study, see, and it talked about how in the sports world, they can be the, the educational world. It can be, parents are so in on their kids financially and emotionally because of the time and the financial commitment mm -hmm. that they can't handle they can't handle when things don't go right. And that's mm -hmm. why you see them go attack referees. That's why you see them get in fights with other parents. That's why you see them get, go after the coaches. And, um, you know, I, my, my work, my work will not be done. Uh, my great work, I know the good Lord has told me, my great work won't be done on this earth. I'll do some good work. My great work will be done through my kids. Mm -hmm. I do know that. They, they will carry whatever we start and do whatever mm -hmm. that means. Um, but... I don't know what that looks like. And my job is to love on them and to let them know that, that it's okay to try things, it's okay to fail. And um, right now, Hudson has a great superpower. You know this, you play basketball with him. He's a gifted athlete. Yeah, 100%. And, I, and so, so I'm, very, I'm very cautious to take any credit because it's not me, it's, it's, he, he's been gifted. Mm, and, yep. um, and so we're gonna see where that gift goes. Yep, so so before, before we go too far, because I wanna continue with some of that, etinspires.com slash kids. We kept it simple. etinspires.com slash kids. That's where you can go see about the book, go order it. Um, but where Josh is, I remember what you said is the exact philosophy that I have. Like my kids, I, I have no idea who they are, like when they're born. It, it, they're just little things that come out and they cry and look at you. Like seriously, you don't have any idea what their personality is. You don't know what they're going to be. And I said, and, and my wife looked at me crazy when I said, I don't have a desire for my kids to go to college. And she was like, what do you mean by that? I was like, I don't have that desire because if that's not the lane that they need to go down, and I use college as an example. I'm not saying anything's wrong with college. I went. We all went. I'm not saying anything is wrong with it, but I'm like, if my kids don't go that direction, I don't care. What I want them to do is to find their superpower. And like Josh said, you put every resource into it, 
And if that changes, you change and put every resource into that. My son plays with Thomas the Train every single day. If you walk into my house right now, we had an argument last week, big argument, me and a four-year-old. <laughs> Sound like the parents on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> well, it wasn't no crime. But he said to me, Daddy, we need to connect the sets. We always, he has like, of course, whoever the Thomas the Train guy, they're genius. Like every year it's a different way they connect. It's almost like Apple. You can't use the same connections anymore. So every year you gotta buy a new set, right? I've played this game. Yeah, right. So I got like three different, there's a wooden set he has, then there's a plastic set that connects one, and then there's a third plastic set that I just got him his last birthday. So he said, yeah, we need to connect them all so we can run them through the house. I was like, oh, okay, let's see where this goes. I'm like, there ain't no connectors, they're different sets. You just gotta buy, we used to argue when he was younger, like, dude, why are you getting this set? I'm like, just get all one set where you can connect them together. He said to me, let's get the connectors. I go online and I promise y'all, the connectors for all the sets are right there. Mm. I'm like, how does he even know that they're connectors for? Right, 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 he's like, so, it don't make sense. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> I bought the connectors my entire living room right now. Like, you can't walk in the living room. It's just the wooden set connected to the first set connected to the sky. I know the, the names, the Sky High Jump Bridge. But literally, I'm like, this is what he's into now. I'm going to nurture it. I'm going to invest in it. And it, it, he could be an engineer in 10 years from this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I, I, wherever it goes, but my job, like Josh is saying, is to nurture that and put everything into it and make sure that he has what he loves what he wants to put his pat, you know, whatever his passion is now, he has the full nurturing to go into that. So well, and I and I get to learn a little bit from watching um, Jalen and Jada and the age mm. that they are because when your kids are as young as mine, and again they're not as young as, as your two kids, but when they're as young as my kids, there's a lot of life to happen. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of decisions they're going to have to make. There's a lot of obstacles and a lot of temptations they're going to have to pass on. A lot of trial and error. There's no way of knowing what it's going to look like. Right. And what I, what's important to me is having a great relationship with my kids. Yeah. The extracurricular stuff is extracurricular stuff. Mm -hmm. the, the sports is a great outlet for us to be yep. to spend time together. 100%. You got anything you want to add to that? You're looking at us like this. It's the longest he's ever been quiet. So, <laughs> and, I, and I don't want to say anything because I don't want to go there. But these guys are geniuses. Like, you, like for real, y'all got on, I'm 12 years. I don't, maybe C's the youngest, I don't know who, I've never really done the time frame, but I think we're about 12 years apart. And I'm looking at these guys and what they're saying, I'm like, yo, this is crazy. That you literally are being, that you are in the space where they're doing, like C just said something, he did a book. But can I be honest with you guys? C could have done 20 books, but he can't do 20 books because the majority of the people we're around are consumers. And when you're this deep, you have to slow down because the people that are around you can't keep up with you. That's, I'm, I'm just sitting here like, yo, C did a book. He could have done 100 books. And when he used the word consumer, you got to catch it. I looked at Ken. Ken did the Secret to Success video and didn't even try to do it. And I had to fight Ken to hire Ken. It took us at least four or five years. years. Yeah. And I sat there and Ken said, was like, I ain't sure y'all serious, so let me... <laughs> But, the video's cool and everything. But. Yeah, but when I hired Ken, I realized, and as I sat there, I said, that's the problem. He's a consumer, a phenomenal consumer. And most of you in the room, a ph you're phenomenal consumers. But we should have been on TV. Yeah. But somehow, they felt that Netflix got to put us on. That's the consumer's mindset. Mm. That Oprah got to call us. Tyler Perry is not, doesn't have a consumer's mindset. And you laughed at the plays he was doing, but people were buying them. Hmm. Because in our community, we didn't have that. And he went from a play 
to now he own, oh, oh, he do all Oprah stuff. Yeah. Own is not real right now. I don't know if you know that or not, but it's not real in that it's only there because of Oprah. They don't have content. Oprah's using old 2020 stuff, like stuff from back in the day. 20. She just re do. She have her people come up. This is on network, and then she show you an old rerun. I'm being real. She's showing you old crime stuff. Like these are old. All her stuff is old. The only new stuff is Tyler Perry stuff, and maybe she's doing is, is Sugar, whatever that is. Is that hers? Sugar Hill. That might be Tyler's too. Is that Tyler's? Oh wow. That's hers. <coughs> that's hers. So that's the only, she got, no, no, I'm just saying, she got one thing that's hers. Tyler Perry has everything else. And, her, and Sugar ain't blew up yet. Like, it's in the process of becoming her. And why? Because she pushing it. But what just naturally blew up, and so I'm sitting here, what he just said, if you could just take that, the consumer, I'm telling y'all, I hurt so bad for most of y'all. I'm like, Josh, a thousand? I know it ain't. I know everybody else charging 30, but I'm like, for a lot of people, a thousand, a lot of, but can I be real, Candace, a thousand, thousand ain't no money unless you're a consumer. Mm -hmm. I spent a thousand dollars on my son changing his mind because he wanted to fly from one city to the next. <laughs> yep. My kids fly first class, flat out, because I need them to understand that mindset. So I spent a grand on just changing the tickets. Mm -hmm. I spent a grand, we was in Portland, my wife was like, it's no sales tax. Let's go to Louie. <laughs> it was no sales tax. She like, let's go to Louie. We starting at it. it the person don't, they start at a thousand plus. A thousand ain't no money. But when you're a consumer, a thousand seemed like a whole lot of money. When you're a producer, you produce money like, I produce money. I don't make money. I produce money. I don't make money. I don't make money. I, I, I do the stuff. right now. I, I do the stuff that makes money. I'm just being real. I told my church we need hundred grand. I said, God, do me a favor, give me a gig for hundred grand so I can give it to the church. It's not rocket science. Just give me a gig for hundred. I get a church hundred thousand dollars. I'm not about to do no fish fries. I'm not about to bet. Listen to me. Listen to me. The reason why I'm not going to do a fish fry, because that's the consumers. We got to spend time buying fish. We got to fry the fish. We got to clean up the fish. That's a lot of work to do for 120 bucks. That's a lot of work to do for 120 bucks when I can get up for an hour and get 100 grand. And so I'm telling y'all, y'all not hearing this. You think that you're going to go and practice 50 speeches and no, you got to change your mindset. You got to go from a consumer mindset to a producer mindset and then your content is going to change. Mm. Mm. Your content is going to change. I don't do churches no more unless I'm in town and I've got time because churches have a consumer's mindset. Oh. I, 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 the places that get you 50 to 100 grand, they're looking for a certain content. Some of the stuff y'all doing, as sweet as it is, the bet you can only take it to a school and do it. And we got to get you to. So I'm, look, I'm I'm for real. I'm a grown man sitting here like, no, he just didn't say that. <laughs> and no, he didn't. And and this took him so long because if he would have had, a, if he didn't have to go through the through the artist, mm -hmm. if he could get straight to the straight artist, 
And the artist he was at was in another country, right? Yeah. So y'all dealing with language. Yeah. Very, she was scared, thought you was playing games. Right, right. He went through a lot. If he had 10 other producers. And so look, I'm just saying, I'm listening to Carl, and I'm saying, yo, Carl, don't, Carl ain't there yet, y'all. I'm being real. Carl ain't mentally there yet. He still don't believe he's in himself. Like, for real, he still don't believe in himself. I'm real. Because y'all here today. He still don't know who he is. Now, see, know who he is and walk in it. <laughs> see, see, got, it's a lie between confidence and cocky, and he flirted with it. <laughs> he flirted with it. He's right there with it. But that's what it takes. Whatever. Carl don't know that every person in the world that said, you changed my life, yeah. they're not talking to me. They're talking to him. He thinks they're talking to me. Mm. They talking to him. They ain't talking to me. You don't know me because I speak well. You know me because of what he did. He memorialized it. I didn't. I've been doing this since, listen to me. I, I've been doing this. Anybody that know me from Oakwood know I've been doing this since Oakwood. Ain't nothing changed. Nothing. I'm just older and I'm just not as loud. I know how to break up and die. Crescendo. I got the decrescendo. I know how to do that now. With the, but I, I ain't changed. But he memorialized it. And watch this. Five years from now, Josh, what he knows, I laugh when Josh come around. The only people that are threatened by Josh is consumers. Mm. If you're a producer, you're like, we finally, we finally got KD on the squad. If you're a producer, if you are a producer, you realize we have not heard Steph Curry's name this year. I don't know where his wife is. I ain't see her none this year. And Lil Riley, she off the face of the earth. <laughs> All you saw was his wife and him, he gone. You, nobody's talking about him anymore. Everybody said, we went from Steph Curry and well, LeBron back and forth to no, we don't say nothing. Now they saying KD is the best player in the, in the world? Blasphemy. I'm saying in the world? <laughs> that quick in the world? Nobody saying nothing about Steph. Nobody saying nothing about Steph. But Steph just signed a contract yep. for two hundred and one million dollars because of KD. Wow. Mm. They're not talking about him no more. It's okay. You ain't got to say nothing about him. He's <laughs> <laughs> good. Let my man have all the shine. Yep. But I just got two hundred and one million dollars, and that's just in basketball. Right. That ain't, yeah, that that's ain't nothing else. Yeah. That's nothing no else. No endorsements. Why? Because now we don't have to. Remember what I said last year? I said, I said, Steph, I love Steph, but in big games, my man don't show up. I don't know where he, I don't know what happened to my man when he got to the NBA Finals. Draymond bailed him out the first year. I was like, I don't know where this kid is. This year, he was doing his thing. Why? Because he didn't have to worry about KD was right next. KD was right next to LeBron. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Boom! No, he scored 11 points. Yeah. In the at, in the last few seconds of the game, last few minutes, KD. Boom! Hmm. Boom! Because here go my here go my chance to be no longer considered as a consumer. Hmm. Here go my shift. I win the NBA title. I'm a producer for the rest of my natural life. Hmm. Boom! On LeBron. We not gonna do it on nobody else. LeBron, come, good, come on, let's go, come on. Because if I score on anybody else, they're going to still say I'm a choker. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
So I got to get it on LeBron. Mm. And once it was over, he went to LeBron and said, we even now. Mm. We one and one. Mean I'll see you next year. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And so I'm looking at genius because there was a group that I had before I met them. And they was my boys and I love them to life. But they were consumers. They watched me and was like, yo, E killing them. <laughs> e, E sweet. But when I got with this group, see like E sweet, but give me the rock. And not his rock. I don't want to do what E do. Give me my lane. Carl like, give me my lane. And we been struggling. We went a year where I would have to take my money to make sure payroll was straight. And then the next year, we didn't have to do that no more, but we was about a month or two from payroll. <laughs> and then came KD. <laughs> and I move out the way. I don't have no discussions with them. I don't know what's going on here. I don't know the time schedule. First time in my life, we did an event, and I don't get to talk. But I, they geniuses. And it just makes me, it, so I'm just saying, for real, for real, don't get caught up in just the book and what they saying. Hear the science behind what they're saying. Listen to the mindset and pick that up because once you stop speaking to consumers, you'll stop making 1,500, three grand. And once you start talking to producers, producers pay good money because they, they trying to get to another level as well. So. I'm going to be quiet for the rest of the show. C made me, C said something to me. I was just right here doing this right here. Yeah, but, but, but geniuses, please, for real, please. A thousand dollars, I'm sorry, we'll do it like this. You in business, a thousand dollars. A thousand dollars, you do business, a thousand dollars for this. A thousand dollars to sit with the people who run the, the business. I'm just saying, I know we're not supposed to do this on the podcast, but for real, can you just, for them, because you're not a consumer, you're a producer, can you just tell them what they, so they believe me, what they're getting for $1,000? Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's extraordinary, to be honest with you, the amount of value that you've just created, the four of you have created in the last 30 minutes is, um, is, is pretty special. You can take that and put that into your own business. Um, I think it'll do wonders for <clears throat> not only you personally, but the people surrounding yourselves. Hmm. Um, so take it and run with it, and don't forget it. 100%. Thanks. So, yes, I had one, one thing. Um, we've been doing business with no business, the important side of business, for years together. Yeah. Hmm. So, there, so there were things for years. I mean, there, there were times where if my business, if my sales were down, I could call E to motivate my sales team, and that was a 10-second phone call. He, he did things for years, and if they called and needed anything, it was done. It was done. So it, it wasn't about this for a long time, but I, I don't want to say when it was about this, when we, when we got together and said, okay, let's, let's grow this, and let's grow it for years to come, and let's, let's start doing this. I just want to say with Carl, my first conversations with Carl was, to E's point, had zero to do with competence. He's actually the most competent human being I've ever met. Oh, for sure. And I'm not saying that to, because he's sitting next to me or because I love Carl. He's actually the most competent human that I've ever met. Agree. He could do heart surgery. He could do He could do it. Straight do, up. No, I'm just Straight up. I'll give it a shot. I'll give it a real oh, no. shot. Give me a minute. Carl, like, give me a minute. Put that the aorta. But, but, but what I knew we had to work on was confidence. And that was for Carl to understand how good Carl was and the value that he brought. And to not be 
threatened, and not by me. We, we were very, very close before I was ever, not me personally, but to understand his value is so much more important um, and is only enhanced. Because mm-hmm. my job, the only thing I can do to this, things were, things were good and great, was enhanced. Can I enhance everything around me? But to, to what you were saying is, Carl, because he didn't feel like he was out catching the fish. Mm-hmm. Right. He didn't realize he was the one with the net. Right. Mm. But he didn't think he was out on the boat, but he right. was creating the net that all you had to do was go and throw the net in the water that's and then pick up the fish. Easy, huh? and, and that's what, so, so for a lot of you, it's, it's not your competence. Right. It's not, but you can't fake real confidence. Mm. And so when you fake real confidence, you get around an ET, he can smell you from a mile away. So the goal is to get that real confidence, and that's, that's by getting reps. That's by winning in life. That's by getting those small. That's why all this stuff is so important. But once, and, and, and watch Carl in the next 12 months. Yeah. Watch Carl's a whole different Carl, even touring the church yesterday. Oh, absolutely. Give him the tour. You're just ripping Corky around. Like, follow me. <laughs> Walking around the church. This is my church. And give him, I don't and, think you understand it. that when we started, and we're writing about it in the book now, but like, Carl didn't talk. Like, like, I'm still, every time we do the podcast, I'm still like, yo, I can't, I'm telling you, we had a desk like this. Carl would sit at the desk, me and E, now me and E had been rolling thick as thieves for a while now, and you know how we just run, run, run. And so we were in there for a week, and then I was like, because E had a couple people from the church come, but they would come for a day, leave, you wouldn't see him for three weeks. Carl was there for a week, and I was like, okay, we came back Monday, he was still there. I was like, E, let me kind of talk to you for a minute. I was like, yo, what is my man doing? He was like, I don't know, he just ain't left. I was like, all right. I was like, what does he do? Carl, uh, he was like, I have no idea. So I was like, okay. So I went in there and Carl, I was like, hey, man, struck up a conversation. I'm like, what do you do? Carl was like, anything. I was like, what? He was like, just anything. I was like, oh, okay. So I went back out and asked E. I'm like, yo, we need to put my man to work. If he's ready to work, did he ask for some money? He was like, mm mm. I was like, all right, cool. So then the next week we came back. Monday morning, Carl, right there on the laptop. I'm like, yo, my man's still here. And he didn't say anything for probably six months. <laughs> like, for real, real, it was scared. Yeah, it like was scared. It was like a little scared. I did not have one conversation with him. And then, you know, we act, but look, he had a willing spirit. Every time we asked him to do something, he would do it. But not only would he do it, he'd do it at a high level. The first thing I remember, the first thing, besides driving us to the airport, the first real thing we that was a real that was a real thing. No, oh, for sure. We had, we were me and he had this brilliant idea. We were going to do a camp. We had great intentions. Again, fail forward. Um, we were going to do this summer camp, and so we were like, "We want to do a summer camp." He was like, "I got a good relationship with some pastors around here. We're going to do this big summer camp. Bring all the kids to Michigan State. It'll be dope." I'm like, all right, cool. I was like. We probably need a brochure if we're going to have a camp. I've been to a couple camps. I always had a brochure. We need a trifold brochure. Trifold brochure. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I went to Carl. I was like, yo, this is the start of give me a minute. I was like, Carl, uh, we need a trifold brochure for a summer camp. Can you do it? He was like, give me a minute. My man was in there for about two hours and came out with the sweetest brochure I'd ever seen in my life. And had never done it before a day in his life. So when he says he's the most confident human being, He's absolutely right, but then when the confidence, and the, and the confidence is 
Oh, no. Nice catching up yeah. to and the competition. There's no confidence. Yeah, you're right, right, right. He doesn't fully understand. Oh, 100%. Yeah. It, it, how much should I be paying for this? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> That's <laughs> the question. So, so now, so now, I remember, I remember, I promise you, I remember the day Carl barked at me. It was one of the greatest days oh, of my life. Yeah. <laughs> so I would call Carl and just say, hey, make sure that what you call it is whatever. And Carl would always be like, oh, okay, see, I got you, whether he knew it or not, or, you know, whether he was ready. But I was always so used to, like, micromanaging. And I called Carl for something one day, and I was like, yo, make sure. He was like, see, I got it. Chill, bro. I was like, okay. Boom, I hung up the phone. was like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, yo, find hey. some ownership. Yeah. Y'all got to understand, though, so we brothers, so we like family. So C's going to call me and tell me about the conversation. <laughs> oh, for sure. And Carl's going to call me and tell me about the conversation. <laughs> C called me like, yo, E, he there, bro. He fucked that. Carl called like, man, me and C just got a chill, <laughs> That day, though, C was geek. Oh, Carl was man. worried. And yeah. I told Carl, like, don't be fake, yeah. but you got to understand when me and C go at it and you be looking at us like, <laughs> like, they getting into it. Like, no, that's creative juices flowing. Yeah. And when we finish with that right there, yeah. something about to come out of that yeah. right there. So, yeah. So let me spin it now. So now for everybody else that don't have these people in your life, yeah. stop whatever you're doing and yeah. fix that. Because I'm saying y'all hear the transition, y'all see the transition that's happened with me in the, in the last couple of years. So if you don't have people around you that are stretching you and pulling you beyond your limits, where you're talking and talking about you running the podcast, if you don't have that in your life, something big is, sorry, it's missing. Your life is missing. So I'm saying, if nothing else, we still talking yeah, about secret superpower, yeah, but you need to get that thing yeah. pulled out of you sometimes. That's yeah. why we talk about the parent aspect of it. It's our mm -hmm. job to help our kids. But you, as grown people, we need that around us too. Like I'm living, living proof of that. Hey, I like, so can I say I like this? When you talk. So can I say <laughs> this? Kids are allowed in first class if they can get that. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry. I'm feeling full, full, full circle. <laughs> We're yeah, full circle. Yeah, full yeah, circle. All right. So we got, we got about uh, 20 minutes left. So I figure that's perfect time to break, and we'll do ask ET slash ask everybody up here. But again, man, thank you guys so much. My secret superpower, etinspires.com backslash kids. We are looking to push out our whole kids division. I've been telling E for a while. All these people who follow us need that motivation, that inspiration, that push to the next level. They all have kids, right? And they got the kids reading stuff that is not empowering them. No disrespect to any other books and anything like that. There's some great books out there. But if your kid is just doing mindless reading, pour something into them that's going to help their self-esteem and give them that, um, that reason to find their super, secret superpower. So, Kansas, um, we, got, we got Elijah E-Money in the back e with the first, yes. first question. What's going on, sir? So with the children book, What's a Zach play for the corporate setting? How do you plan on rolling this out for the corporate world to double play? Um, so double we actually, play. yeah, so we talk, we've had conversations about it for corporate, and what we're doing is uh, Chris is helping out, and we're actually labeling each character um, and kind of showing what their strengths are. So, you know, you got, you know, you're tall, the giraffe is tall, right? So that may be your people who are high level thinkers and only see far, and a lot of times they miss the low level details. So we're going through and actually. Don't give too much. Don't give too much. Okay. Don't give too Let's much. Stop. It's yeah. a pod, stuff it's a like pod, that. It's okay. a free podcast. Yeah, and, and, stuff and, like and that. other stuff. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right. Okay. My bad, Chris. My bad. My bad. Let's just talk about the flamingo. Let's just talk about the flamingo. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. You got another question? 
validate what you were saying about the thousand dollars. Oh yeah. I literally last week before last, I said in the training, it's a thousand a day. Wow. Mm. And I learned nothing. Wow. Mm. A thousand a day for a whole week. And I'm telling you, these last 24 hours changed my life. Right. You guys, what you guys spoke to me yesterday, yeah. you guys are in the room, you guys yeah. spoke to me. Yeah. In those 10 minutes, I told Ken, uh, Kendall at dinner, no one ever gave me that type of feedback. Mm -hmm. yeah. A thousand a day. Yeah. Wow. Mm. Yeah. Yep. And I owe you a one-on-one -on -one as well. I didn't get a chance to, so I got you. Yep. Yeah. We got another question over here, Kansas. Yes, sir. Yeah. All right, thanks everybody. My uh, question is for the staff mostly, and I, I had a conversation with Ken earlier and we talked about it. What is it like keeping everything on the rails? Like we, we kind of get Carl's perspective, and we, I think we need more of that because at times yeah. we're in pr production hey, mode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're, at times we're in production mode, and like I do a podcast and I just record, and at times I don't think about how hard they work yeah. to keep me polished, mm -hmm. you know, and we're just pushing and pushing and pushing. So I, oh, you know, pushing. I like to, to know like, yeah. what is it like keeping such a high performing team mm -hmm. on their tracks? So I'll answer a part of it, but Glenn, Glenn Twiddle, our guy from Australia, Glenn came and did a training with us and Glenn said, when you have high level leaders, what they're doing, they're like tornadoes. Literally, they're just ripping through and they're getting to a destination. And like you just said, you need people to come behind them and straighten things out. You don't want them, back to the giraffe, you don't want them necessarily coming down trying to straighten everything out and get that because now you don't have anybody going there. Right. So it's okay. Like that's okay. There's a, that's a role that somebody has to play. Not everybody, and that's hard for people. Like it's hard, you know what I mean? Like everybody somehow wants to be that guy. I promise you, I tell him every week, I have no desire to be anything close to what you do. I don't want that responsibility. I don't want it at all. I'm very, very comfortable. Y'all heard it before. I'm very comfortable helping do this. Now they're trying to get me to do some more stuff, but I'm very comfortable going behind you and making sure that it ain't that much mm -hmm. carnage that behind there. And as I said, there's, it's mess. Mm -hmm. Because let me tell y'all, between a, a call Yesterday, I don't know who was in here yesterday. We set the podcast up a whole different way. He called me at 6.30, like, okay, let's do it the other way. It's just like, I had a feeling when I woke up. I was like, I don't care. And that's what he said. I just had a feeling like, I think we should do a podcast the other day. My response was, all right, boom. You know what I'm saying? And, and the only reason I can do that is because I trust that whatever feeling he had is coming from something. You see what I'm saying? So you need people that are going to be okay with doing that. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, you need a team that's going to fix the carnage and keep you looking good, and that's perfectly fine. It has to happen if it's gonna work. And I had to do it back in the day, because E would be like, oh, we would be somewhere, uh -huh. like this is E's style of leadership. <laughs> he will literally say something in like an open form like, like this. this. Yep. Like say we never had yep. a kid's book. E'd just be rifting and be like, yeah, and C about to do the kid's book, it should be out in a couple weeks anyway, so. Literally, <laughs> literally. Yeah. Sure. I'm talking about, sure. me and Carla look at each other like. Mm. Yeah. And then me and Carla be on the phone that night like, you got chapter one written, I got chapter two. <laughs> like, that's just the way E does it. And so he would just put that pressure on, he would like, not even speak it into existence. He was speaking into existence by telling the whole world we already got it done. Hey, and you think I'm that like, he forgot. Right, and then right, right. a couple oh, weeks God. later, he was like, hey, remember the kids oh. book thing? Where y'all at with that? Literally, oh, I, no conversation. That was a funny conversation <laughs> he had one day. 
Because he just says so much. And then it got to the point where I was feeling myself a little bit. You know, I had came up in the I had a couple wins under my belt. And he had told me like five things. And I thought all of them were so dumb. I was like, but I didn't, at the time, I was like, I was moving so fast. I didn't tell him at the time, like, yo, that's dumb. Like, we're not doing that. So I was like, but he does so much. He's got all these prayer lines he's on. He's on all these church meetings. No way he remembered. It was like six months later. He was like, uh, see, so I gave you five tabs. <laughs> I was like, what? I called Carl like, yo, I swear I thought he forgot about it. Um, but that's just his style of being like, yo, we're not going to. Like, like he, would, he would be like this. Like, like, and this is just a note. And I learned it from E. This is a skill I learned from E. You know how people sit around and spitball ideas, and we'll be like, yo, we should do a summer camp. You know what I'm saying? Something like that. And, and Carl would be like, yeah, that'd be cool. And I'd be like, yeah, we should do a summer camp. You know, we should see if we can get a building or something. And if we could get a building, I'll look over E and be like, hey, Murray, need a building. You know what I mean? Just like, no, no even remote time to think about it. Like, he's already on the phone. He's like, cool, building done. Just because he knows how humans work, mm -hmm. and if you give us an inch to go to lunch and get that itis on us, we came back, forgot all about the uh, That's can I say his this level well? of holding people accountable. And we're gonna talk about this a little later. I came to Kansas. I came to Kansas like Kansas. I know you got a program, but I gotta get in there and say some stuff. I know I'm not supposed to be, but leaders, let's meet. I want to be honest with you. If you were to go, let's just real quick random. If you were to go NFL, NBA, you know, like that in boxing, and you put Google images, what would come up? We put basketball images, what would come up? Thank you. Say it again. Black males. Basketball, football. You put motivational speaker. So you're not in that arena, right? That's not your world. So what a lot of us do wrong, this is a consumer's mindset. You do what you think you should do. You're not even in the game. You're behind. How you going to do what you do and catch up with something you're not even in? Mm. I'm a motivational speaker. When you type Eric Thomas, you don't see me. Les Brown been the only one for years. That's like a name that you know. It might be a couple other dudes. So I don't get to dictate the world. You understand that? I don't make the rules. I'm an African-American male in a predominantly white um, profession. I don't make the rules. So I laugh. My church will say, oh, you so, one day you say one thing, you say, you say we're going to have a picnic. We had a picnic. I don't control the weather in Michigan. <laughs> so when I tell you we're going to have a picnic, if it rained, you can't say he faked out. <laughs> it rained. Now, yesterday when I looked on there, it said it was going to, this Michigan. Yesterday when I looked, it said it's going to be 80 degrees in Michigan. We wake up the next day and said it's going to rain. You can't put that on me. But you can't be so blind that you put a plan together and you wake up the next day and it rain and you tell me it was supposed to rain yesterday. When they first decided to go to, it was supposed to rain. Somebody had to make an executive decision. Do we go or do we not go? So when you call me and ask me I, I, what you have to do, what you want to do. So, so y'all just got to understand something. If it's my house, well, I shouldn't say that. Shoot. Probably the church, I probably have a little bit more authority you got in the church. You got I'm about to say, when you come to my house, I had to be real about that. I'm it sounds you got good. stuck too. Yeah, yeah, right, right. It sounds good on paper, but church is probably where I had the most, you know, kind of leadway. But stuff changes. 
You know what I'm saying? I, do, I went yesterday, didn't even do the message that I had written, because when I got there and saw who was there, most of the ETA was here. I got there, it was more visitors. A couple people came and never came. I had to switch the game up. So understand what I'm telling you. Put your plan together, but when you wake up, look, look at the forecast. Mm. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Put your little plan together, and when you wake up, last thing, Portland. I've never seen this a day in my life. I went to Nordstrom's in Portland. Crazy. Um, um, I mean, I, I'm not a shopper, Candace, but, you know, Nordstrom's is, you know, big time. So they've got, you know, Trust four. me, she knows. Right, that's why I said Candace. <laughs> She's right? aware. So watch this, Candace. I've never seen this before. But the top designers all had their shirts made with a rain fabric. Mm. I was like, I've never seen this before. I'm like, yo, this, they got $4,000 raincoats. This is crazy. I'm like, raincoats? But then it hit me, you were in Portland. Mm. It rains nine months out of the year. So some of their designer shirts, like what you have on me, but it was in a raincoat fabric. And at first I picked it up, it was like, dust. Y'all still on that? Duck shoes? Like, <laughs> but everything was boots in it because we're in Portland. Yeah. You, you feel what I'm saying? Yeah. So you in Detroit going to Portland wondering, why Portland not Detroit? It's not Detroit. Hmm. The environment dictates, the rain dictates, the no sun dictates, and that's what most of y'all do wrong. You have your world, and you're going to try to make your world fit in the real world. And it don't, it don't fit. So when you look at me and say, I switch all the time, I'm not. I would love to be stable, because most of you are, and it kills our relationship. Mm. Mm. Okay. I, pr I promise you I, I wish I didn't have to be this way, because you can't take it. You can't handle it, so it messed us up. So I'm trying to get you ready for the real world. You still stuck on this how they do it in Chicago. We're not in Chicago. You told me New York got the best pizza when we in New York, but when we in Chicago, it's deep dish. Mm. When we in New York, when you say it's the best pizza, you mean flat, you mean round, and Chicago is deep dish. So when you are, you gotta know though. And so just be careful that you don't get so stuck in your world that's got you making 1500. <laughs> but it's stable. But you living from check to check. But it's stable. It's predictable. But you broke. But you having problems in your relationships. When I go, I didn't know. I thought I was a chameleon, really. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, that's how I, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's the, that I have to put myself. But when I go, I look around. Where, 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 where? Remember we were doing a one-on-one -on -one yesterday? And C was telling you to, and we were trying to, and I used what to help you to understand? Uh, oh. What did we talk about? When we were talking about going up and down. Oh yeah, you use music. I, use music. Do I know music? I don't know music, but I've seen a book, I've seen a, what is it called? The staff. I seen, I don't even know what that's called. The staff, <laughs> I don't even know what that's what it's called. With nope, the notes With the notes, but, yeah. I, but I use that. I don't even know music. But I knew enough about music to talk to him. And when I said it, he said, got it. Because oh, yeah. I said, you don't go E, 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 E. You don't make music like that. D, 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 D. You make music by switching it up, by going white, black, chord. That's how you do music. A, C. You don't go A, 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 A. Okay, let me go E, 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 E. It's not music. And so when I said that to him, he was like, you could see him go boom. And then back in my mouth, I was like, I hope I'm saying this right, because I promise you I don't know nothing about music. But he lit up. But before what we were doing, we were, we were telling him what to do in our language. Yeah. But when we switched this to music, which is his language, 
Boom. It, so I'm just saying, I, I promise you if I could be stable, I would be stable because my wife would like it more. But here's the deal. Sometimes you get in first class after you pay for a certain convenience. <laughs> and little mama show up. And guess what, though? Guess who still came here and worked all day? And my wife and Moni, had a, uh, we had a thread going this morning. Yeah, they, they were like, yo, I don't know how he does it. Why? Because I can't tell you after spending a hard-earned thousand that I got only two hours of sleep. <laughs> and I don't have my energy. And I can't be E.T. If I come in here like this, and I don't come in here the right way, some of y'all are like, yo, that was the last thousand I had. I'll never fool with them again. So I would love for you to be able to be in a stable world where everything goes the way you plan it. But someday you wake up and your aunt's died cancer, your wife's diagnosed with MS. It happens. And you either let it break you or you, you make it define you. Because guess what? Tony Robinson's still doing his thing. Les still doing his thing. All those guys, uh, Gary V still doing his thing. Grant Cardone, they still doing their thing. And they're very successful at what they do. And guess what? If we're going to keep up with them, we can't take a day off. And that's not a T-shirt. We must get up because the day we take off is the day these dudes, I mean, murder us in the game. And because these are the giants right now, we got to keep up with the giants with no room, no, no room for error, no room for error. So make your plan, but adjust your plan so that you can. Shine up. Hi. So. Okay, so I have my idea as far as becoming a producer, what yeah. that needs to look like. And I think that what you were saying in regards to taking out the whole day and searching out for an illustrator, and for me, I need to find a designer, mm -hmm. right? After I speak, everybody comes up, where do you shop, where do you get this? Mm -hmm. We need to create our own clothing line at mm -hmm. this point. Mm -hmm. I'm not a t-shirt person, Absolutely. as you can see, yeah. but we need that brand. Yeah. Still Olivia Pope, but you got that. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We've seen it yeah, before. I've seen, yeah. seen Scam. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess my question is, how do you start the process of finding that, yeah. right? Because I don't necessarily want a designer who's done something. I want somebody who's going to have a vision, see me and have a vision with that. Yeah, mm. so I, I would go probably try to hang around like the New York Fashion Institute School, something like that. The, the goal for you guys, and, and E did it flawlessly. People think E came to Michigan State just because he wanted his master's degree. This is a breeding ground for talent. We're not the only ones in here who could have helped E. We just so happen to be in the same environment. You want, as an entrepreneur, where you're at in small businesses, you, you don't have a lot of money, but you have a lot of game, you have a lot of content, you have a lot of things, and you have to find people who are willing to believe in that and help you out. Now, I, I tell people all the time, if I would have had Trey and Avery when I met E, and he'd have oh, been yeah. like, yo, we need a no, couple years of sacrifice. Yeah. I didn't mind eating peanut butter and jellies myself. Yeah. Right. But I'm not getting ready to feed my kids that every day. Although Trey, ironically, <laughs> eats peanut butter and jelly every day. That's my choice. So I always say, especially Shayna, you're young, you know what I mean, vibrant. There are going to be young men and women who are attracted to what you have going on and are looking to attract themselves to a mission who you're not gonna have to pay six figures day one, who are gonna be ready to help. So find out where they're doing their internships, 
Give them that opportunity. I always say this, present the vision to them. One thing he did flawlessly is he didn't have any money to pay us. He didn't have a whole lot going on in terms of, you know, us going out into the world speaking flying first class. But what he did have was a vision that was so big and he painted the vision not only for himself, but how we fit into the vision. And because he painted that for us, Carl and us and myself, always saw ourselves in that vision with him. And so because of that, we didn't say, okay, we're in the vision with you, go work. We knew what our roles were in helping to build that vision. And so find somebody young, vibrant, who loves the industry, who loves you, and is willing to sacrifice for a little while. Because as an entrepreneur, let me tell you something. If you got to break bread every single time, y'all know Toby, my artist. I told him, Toby, if I got to pay you $1,000 every time you need a video shot, we're never gonna blow up until you find some kids in Houston that say, yo, I love what you're doing with the music, I'm down. Just make sure when you blow up, I'm your videographer. Like videographer yep. That's who you're looking for. And so I would say, find where those kids are hanging out and go get them under your belt now. Because if it takes 10 years, right. you know, to, to get where the product line comes out, you'll still be good. So um, just one quick, I'll add to it. I remember Jamal started working with TJ. I forced Jamal to start working with TJ. Mm -hmm. And that was because the opportunity for you guys to grow together, we don't plan the podcast. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? The stuff that we have now after being 10 years together and growing and going through everything together, you go find a designer, they're gonna just take all your money or, you know, it's, it's lopsided if you don't do it that way. Somebody's gonna profit and somebody's gonna get hurt. Yeah. But if you find that person and you're willing, it, it's, it'll take yeah. time. But y'all grow together 10 years from now, 15 years from now, we gonna be like, yo, we was in the room when we was clowning her with Olivia Pope, but like for real, like she, you know what I'm saying? So you want to have that opportunity. I, but, but to catch what he said. When you do it organically, uh, what what time did you call me yesterday about the podcast and what we are gonna do today? I called you this morning. Oh, okay. <laughs> what time did you call me and talk to me about, about the podcast? Seven something this morning. And did you tell me what we were gonna be talking about on the podcast? No. Yeah, I walked in today. She said. Josh, get over here. Get I had three chairs up here yeah. yesterday. I mean, we've never had a conversation about a podcast mm -hmm. or what we're going to talk about. You just know what time you're supposed to be here. Right, right. right? And I'm always fighting with, can I please stand up and be myself? Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, y'all here now, they're like, Eric, sit down. We're going to do this professionally. I'm like, but I don't sit down normally. I got I to gotta sit down. That's the, that's the extent of what we going to be fussing about. Yeah. He put the mic on. I don't want to put the mic on until we get ready. Y'all know I don't like the <laughs> microphone. And then, but once it's showtime, it's 10 years of experience that you don't have to plan for because it's in here. This is just the format to get it out. So the organic piece is really what they're talking about. And, and while yes, you have to be intentional and deliberate about getting to a certain place where they are, but you let it happen, not, they're gonna look at you and tell you ain't bought t-shirts. Right. And some, some 18 year olds gonna look at you and say, man, I wanna look like that. I love her confidence. Mm -hmm. girl, I love her swag, the enunciate. Wow, that girl got it going on. And where's she from? She don't sound like she's from Detroit. Right? And, they're gonna, <laughs> I, and, 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 and that is going to make them say, and then you're, gonna, you, you're not gonna worry about design. You're gonna pour into them as individuals. Mm -hmm. And they'll take care of the design work on their own. They'll do that. But you're gonna pour into them and be a big sister to them. You know, uh, 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 you're going to train them and girl, don't make that decision. Don't do that. Yeah, please don't do that. I did that. And then they're going to take your company and blow your company up. So don't forget what he said. Relationships. There was a relationship. And then from the relationship, they took the company and took it to that next level. You guys give yourselves a round of applause. Yeah. Um, okay. Usually I have E do the nugget of the day, but I'm going to take it today. E, Thank if you, you don't mind. Thank you. Please. Um, <laughs> 
I, I, some of you know, but I, I've had a heavy heart the last few days, and I appreciate those of you who found out and, and sent your condolences. I packed my suit, and Candace packed her dress to come up here um, because we were supposed to leave on Wednesday to go to Josh and Carrie's wedding. Um, and we were super pumped about that and excited. Obviously, they're great friends of ours. And uh, as life would have it, he talked about it. Uh, we packed our suit and uh, her dress for a, now a funeral on Thursday instead of a wedding. And um, my uncle passed on Friday night. And uh, just, a, just a great guy. And so I want to dedicate this episode of the podcast to my uncle Randy. Um, just a solid, solid human being, man. Like one of the really genuinely good dudes. He's only 56, gone way too young. Uh, I got younger cousins, so if y'all could pray for them. Um, but life happens, you know what I mean? Like as life happens, you gotta be ready for it. And so, um, you know, our plan switched up, you know, but at the same time, you know, my whole family's gonna keep pushing. We're gonna keep growing. And um, I thank you all for kind of being a respite for me this weekend, you know, and, and kind of helping me get my mind off it. But if you could keep, um, my Aunt Sally, my cousin Mitch, my cousin Danielle, my little cousin Randy, um, you know, just young. They're still in college, man, so I can't even imagine. Like, I'm grown, and if I lost my parents, I wouldn't know what I would do. And they're just a great family. So if y'all could pray for the Wilkins family, this episode, this book, and everything is dedicated to you. Thank you guys so much for being here, and uh, let's get busy. right now don't you worry about when you get home you make this you concentrate on this opportunity you don't worry about tomorrow you concentrate on this opportunity with all your might with all your soul with all your heart we truly hope you guys enjoyed this episode but as you heard it was live right here at michigan state university so we actually have the full episode of this video guys you can head over to youtube and just check this entire thing out man thanks for your support and we'll see you guys next week